This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. out there in cyberspace this is ham talk live episode number 307 cq worldwide cw it's recorded live on tuesday november 15th 2022 i am your host neil rap wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live tonight we're joined by john door k1ar from the cq worldwide cw contest Last episode, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, was here to talk about new kits and new tools. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And uh, make sure you check that out. Okay, it was a pretty good one. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little CW here with uh, John and uh, what's coming up in this contest at the end of the month. So we'll do that right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Our high-powered base stations cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Contest from the comfort of your own home or remotely with the RSBA1 app. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. The IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled. With faster processors, high input gain, high display resolution, and a cleaner signal, it is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, memory keyer, digital voice recorder, spectrum waterfall display, and an SD card slot. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out faint signals in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The IC7610 by ICOM is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has 110 dB RMDR, dual digicel, dual receiver, and RF direct sampling. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling Sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. It's loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. With a 4.3 inch color touchscreen, real time spectroscope and waterfall display, dual watch operation, full duplex in satellite mode, and smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels. 
The IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. The innovative transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. It has 15 discrete bandpass filters, the large color touchscreen, spectrum scope, SD car slot, and RF direct sampling. The real HF fun starts here. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Copy 594 from Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tonight, John Doerr, K1AR, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. We want to thank uh, the Orlando Club and Hamcation for uh, providing that uh, Zoom service for us. Uh, John, K1AR, was named the CQ Worldwide DX Contest Director Back in 2018, he's been a member of the CQ Worldwide Contest Committee since the mid-1970s and was CQ Magazine's contesting editor from 1989 until 2011. He's also a two-time World Radio Sport Team Championship medalist and was elected to the CQ Contest Hall of Fame in 1997. So, John, welcome back. Thanks for coming back to the show. All right. I'm uh, excited to be here. And uh, uh, you you sure that was me you were talking about? Yeah, it was. It it was. (laughs) Sometimes when people hear those bios, they're, they're like, oh, Wow. <laughs> I yeah, did that. Who's that guy? <laughs> uh, well, last time you were here, we were talking about a uh, youth initiative that uh, kind of started some youth categories in the CQ Worldwide contest. And we can talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show. But uh, CQ Worldwide CW is coming up. And, and I, and I, Got a chance to actually get on the radio for a while and operate the sideband contest. Picked up several new uh, countries, all-time new ones, and uh, so that was great. And uh, I think uh, things went really well there. Uh, but we've got CW coming up. So tell us all about the uh, CW contest, when it is, how people can participate, what's the exchange, where can they find the rules, all that good stuff. Sure. Well, the, um, the best place to go for information in general is to the uh, uh, CQ Worldwide uh, website, which is uh, cqww.com. And there's uh, just a ton of resource there, uh, everything from uh, the rules for the contest to awards programs and results. Uh, you can enter your call in uh, and look at every CQ Worldwide you've entered. Uh, and we have records going all the way back to the beginning in 1948, which is, uh, a little before my time. Um, so it's, it, the secret wide, uh, has in, in recent years really uh, continued to grow in popularity. 
and uh, uh, this upcoming uh, CW uh, edition, which is uh, always on the last weekend of uh, of the month of November, um, will be uh, nothing short of spectacular. I think because we have a uh, we have a little gift that we've been given, and that is the uh, the sun is waking up a little bit. Yes, and uh, <laughs> with uh, as as uh, as often said, uh, there's no meters like ten meters, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great time, and uh, I think there's enough uh, resiliency in uh, in what the sun's given us that uh, even if we have uh, some solar disturbances, things are still going to be good because the worldwide has uh, I often say has magical powers. It can just uh, <laughs> yes, it does uh, turn, turn the bands <laughs> on no matter what's going on with the with the sun, you know. So, um, so yeah, I heard this theory that that the the ionosphere actually changes with contests that, that the, yeah. all the contest activity actually ionizes the, you know, the layers and everything. And all of a sudden there's, yeah. there, there are people on the bands. It's one of, it's, it's, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the secret keys that they gave me when I became director. I can, I can, Oh, you the, can turn uh, it on and off. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if, if I'm operating and, and uh, the competition's way ahead of me, just uh, flip that baby off and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then there, there you go. <laughs> um, but we really, uh, all kidding aside, have, have really grown uh, in, the, in the phone section uh, here last month. In uh, October, we uh, we are now creeping up on uh, 8,900 logs, so close to 9,000 uh, logs. Uh, that literally represents millions of, uh, of QSOs, uh, being made, uh, probably in the range of 40,000 people are, are getting on the air. Not all of them submit logs, obviously, because we only get 9,000 of them, but, but say some 40,000 people are getting on and, uh, in some way or fashion to, uh, to operate the contest. And that's really the message for anybody who's listening here is that, uh, the, the beauty of the worldwide is it's a great contest just to, just to flip on the radio and have a little bit of fun. And, and your definition of fun is whatever you want to make it. It could be, uh, it could be a couple hours on Saturday morning before the family wakes up, or you could be a crazy man like me and do it all weekend, uh, <laughs> for, for 50 straight years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and, and, you know, there, there's a lot of guys like, like me, I guess, out there that have, you know, been going at this for as long as we have. And, and I guess you kind of have to ask the question, why do we do that? And, you know, for me at this point in, in, uh, in operating it all is, uh, it, it, I do it just because it's fun. And I do it because I enjoy the camaraderie of working other guys and, and, and all the, all that comes with it. And, um, you know, and, and it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of solar activity to, to kind of spice things up, as I said before. So, uh, you know, you can now with, uh, with, you know, a, a marginal, uh, antenna system still get on and, uh, uh, either work new countries or, you know, work the most guys you've ever worked in an hour or, uh, beat your, uh, your friend across town, you know, whatever. Whatever gets you excited about this stuff, uh, that's that's what's in it for you. Yeah, I you know I was very casual in my approach to sideband uh, here a few weeks ago, 
just, you know, did two or three hours, took a break, came back, did a couple hours later that night to get a little, you know, different band, different uh, propagation. And then the next day came in and, uh, and just kind of, kind of wrote out the end of the contest. Uh, when things were kind of thinned out a little bit and, uh, I went, I went, uh, country searching and just started spinning the knob and, and trying to find some of those and was able to, to get several of them. I'm still waiting on all the, uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. confirmations to come in to see if I, see if I got the, the, uh, new DXCC, uh, count of a hundred, uh, started over on that so uh been right there on the edge and i'm hoping that cq worldwide sideband finished that off for me but we'll we'll see how that goes but this is cw so so after all the turkey and the tryptophan and everything you're supposed to stay awake and work cw this (laughs) well you know i i I will say this that one one thing that uh certainly the worldwide and, and other other big contests approving is that for the naysayers out there that are sort of saying CW is, uh, is a thing of the past, CW is dead and all of that, boy, you just got to take a listen during uh, during this, uh, this upcoming weekend. And uh, let's say 20 meters, for example, you're, you're going to find signals from the bottom all the way up to the top. And, you know, 14, uh, 000 up to uh, 100 and, and actually even above that. Uh, and it's just wall to wall, uh, uh, madness. You know, there, there's, um, on any given worldwide weekend, you know, round numbers, there's, there's a couple hundred countries that are actually on the air. Um, so a, a, a significant line share of, of DXCC is, is actually operating. And now that, you know, t- uh, what, what we all hope <clears throat> is, uh, uh the, the COVID, uh, a pandemic being behind us uh, for for the most part, um, you know, you're starting to see the de expeditions and the people traveling and and you know putting uh, interesting places on the air and it's it's becoming uh, back almost back to the good old days again, where uh, you know they're uh, uh, you know some people would argue the worldwide's a good it's a good tune up for the Bouvet expeditions coming <laughs> yes. <in January>. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Well, let's talk a little bit about the exchange for, for people who maybe haven't done, uh, CQ Worldwide CW before, um, or maybe some people that are just casually on the air and, oh, there, there's a contest. What should I, what should I give to people who I, I work? Uh, let's, let's go over the exchange and, and how that works. Sure. So it, it, the, uh, I think one of the, uh, uh, attractions uh, of, of the CQ Worldwide in particular is, is, is the simplicity of the contest. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, when you get on and work other guys, uh, other folks in the contest, uh, you simply exchange a signal report, 599, and your CQ zone. So there's 40 of them uh, divided around the, the world. You can look up uh, your zone on, on the CQ website. But uh, as an example, uh, on the East Coast of the U.S., your zone is five. If you're in Western Europe, your zone is 14 and, and so forth. And uh, uh, just simply uh, uh, sending a call and um, uh, a 599 and, and the zone and, uh, and, and getting the same in return is all you have to do. Um, 
a lot of people ask me, do I have to pre-register? Do I have to do anything? Um, there's only one requirement, uh, and it's, it's a fairly significant one. Uh, it takes a lot of thought. But what you have to do before any secure worldwide is sit down in front of your radio and turn it on. And, uh, and once you uh, have accomplished that task, uh, you are ready to rock and roll. And it's, uh, it, it's really, really that, uh, that simple. And let's go over the official start and end times and dates here. Make sure we've got everybody on the same page here. Sure. So, so it's, uh, it's a 48-hour contest in total. Uh, you can operate anywhere from 48 hours to 30 seconds. So, again, that's just a function of, of uh, what your schedule and uh, perhaps what your spouse allows um, or, or other significant <laughs> people. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, one of the challenges of, of this contest, and we deal with this uh, except once in 10 or 11 years, uh, is this thing called Thanksgiving in the U.S., and, uh, of course, uh, this is Thanksgiving weekend, and there's uh, always that balancing act. But uh, So the contest is uh, this year is going to be uh, starting on the, uh, the evening of the 25th, the 26th GMT, and run through Sunday, uh, uh, the 27th uh, of, of this year uh, for 48 hours. Um, and... Um, uh, like I said, one of, one of the nice things about the Worldwide is there's also... A, a category, uh, well, there's many categories. We can get into a lot of detail on that. But uh, one of the thing, one of the areas that has become really popular, is we uh, created this idea of the classic entry. And what that thing, they were like, uh, like a like the classic car. You know, we're we're all uh, many of us are becoming antiques, so we can probably <laughs> relate to this to some degree. But you know, back when I was a, a young pup. You know, that doing 48 hours was not a big deal. But as we uh, say mature, uh, the idea of being up for 48 straight hours physically is, is a pretty big challenge. So we created this idea of a 24-hour window that you can operate. And it's, it's really the idea is just a, a boy and his radio. And what I mean by that is uh, we, we've stripped away all the... Uh, uh, the other things that people are doing, such as, uh, uh, SO2R, meaning, you know, using two radios, we've taken away spotting and it's just, it's just a basic, uh, get on for 24 hours. And you can operate more than that, by the way, but, but, uh, the 24 hours is what will count for your, your actual score. Um, and that, and that's it. Um, and then in terms of the actual scoring for the CQ worldwide, uh, one of the things that is, I think, important to know is that uh, you you can submit a log and you really don't even have to worry about your score because we, we ended up calculating them all anyway. So it's not something you have to get too hung up on. But uh, it fundamentally comes down to, uh, you know, multiplying the number of countries and zones that you work in the contest uh, by the number of QSOs that you make. And uh, QSOs have a certain number of points assigned to them, and all this is written down in, in very clear, uh, in a very clear way in the rules that uh, I would suggest anybody take a peek at because we're always changing little things. Sometimes we do bigger things uh, in rule changes. This year uh, we did not, but uh, we're always doing things like creating new categories, such as uh, the focus on youth that we did last year as a new new thing, and and others other kinds of things. Um, there's also tons of awards. We have um, 
<coughs> something on the order of uh, close to 200 plaques available. Um, and I, I kind of struggle and wrap my head around that as, as uh, I'm the guy that uh, gets to uh, uh, prepare all those and send them out. Um, but uh, it, it's all part of the, uh, the excitement around the contest, you know, uh, uh, the most populated, most popular contest with the best awards program uh, reaching uh, the most number of people in the world in one weekend. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh, yeah. You you bet. Well, we're talking with John Doerr, K1AR. He is the uh, director of the CQ Worldwide DX Contest and a member of the CQ Worldwide Contest Committee. And we're talking about CQ Worldwide CW coming up uh, Thanksgiving weekend here in the in the u.s um yeah let's let's dig into the categories a little bit you talked about the the classic overlay that that's an option to to kind of trim out 24 hours and and, uh kind of simplify things a little bit but let's uh let's dig into those categories and you mentioned the the youth which of course is is one that's uh that's um near and dear to my heart because I, i i do so much with that but um there are some some rookie things and and others that uh will give a chance for some people to enter and and you just never know you you know sometimes you might be the only one to enter that category so so what are the choices here for uh for categories well the you know the the, the category definition in in the worldwide was really designed to to give people as many different options as is reasonable um, and w- without going, uh, completely crazy in terms of, uh, you know, making everybody a winner, so to speak. But, um, fundamentally they come down to the idea of, of operating by yourself as a single operator or operating, uh, as a group, uh, meaning a multi-operator situation. And then within the construct of that, uh, as a single op, for example, you may have, uh, station that that specializes in mediocrity on on every band but say 15 meters uh and at 15 meters you got a you got a 700 foot tower with uh stacked yaggies up and down it and that's what you got right so you know you might be the kind of person who says you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna enter the single operator single band 15 meter category and that would be for you right or you might want to do 20 or 40 or whatever um, so that's, uh, that's one way to, to slice it. Um, another way to slice it is, um, uh, high power, low power QRP. <clears throat> there are people who through the bottom of the sunspot cycle have entered QRP every year. Uh, God bless them. Um, <laughs> you know, if you, uh, if, if you want to win a category, a good shot of winning a category would be to enter single op QRP 10 meter monoband at the bottom of the cycle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably win that category or, or certainly be in the top couple. Uh, and believe it or not, people do that. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's their idea of, of having fun, right? So in, in the multi op category, uh, there, there's, uh, uh, the idea of multi single, meaning you and, and just a, uh, you and a group and a single transmitter. Uh, you can have multi two where you can have two transmitters going at the same time, or you can have a, a, a room filled with equipment and, uh, a, a room filled with people 
and have what's called multi-multi, which is kind of the, the granddaddy of, of, of all of this, um, and everything in between. And then to, to make it a little more interesting, we, we added a, a, a few extra, um, <clears throat> what we call overlays or, or special, uh, categories. So I already mentioned the 24 hour classic. Uh, we've mentioned the youth. Uh, so if you're, uh, 25 or under, uh, you can, uh, essentially uh, now compete against your peer group, uh, from an age, uh, point of view. Uh, we also have a rookie, uh, category where if you've, uh, if you've been licensed just for, uh, uh three years, I think it is uh, a couple years, um, you can enter that. Uh, as a rookie and compete against other rookies and see how you do against other newer folks, as opposed to trying to only compare your, your, your score against somebody who's been doing it for a hundred years and kind of say, well, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's, it's another way to just, you know, uh, you know, have uh, interest created and make it special for you. Right. Um, and then we just, we just kind of go from there. So, with all of these categories and, and groupings, of course, it makes it, um, you know, challenging, frankly, to when you get 9,000 logs coming in to kind of keep all this straight. And believe it or not, in years gone by, when I was in the early days of, of doing this, uh, you know, everything was on paper. And it, it's, it's, uh, uh, I'll, I'll never forget the, the one fatal question I asked. Uh, one of my predecessors, Bob Cox, K3EST, back uh, when I first discovered this thing called uh, the CQ Worldwide and the contest committee and all that, I went to his house, and in his family room, he had all these boxes all over the room. <clears throat> and I made, I asked him one fatal question. I said, hey, Bob, what's in those boxes? <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward uh, 40 years, and now I'm directing the contest, right? But what was yeah. in those boxes? all the paper logs from, from those days. And somehow, um, uh, again, more in this magical power thing, somehow we managed to figure out how to receive logs from hundreds of uh, countries, uh, tabulate them all, get them into a format that we could then send to CQ, get them to figure out how to put that into a format that could result in a magazine, have that magazine get shipped to a newsstand in New Delhi, and have a, an Indian ham pick up his copy of CQ and see his call sign on page 96. And, <laughs> and somehow that's happened year after year after year now for over 70 years in the CQ worldwide. Yep. And now we've got those nice little contest robots to go through and Indeed. crunch all those numbers. Here's a, here's a question for you. How long does it take to, to run through once you've got all the logs how how long does the computer take to figure out all that stuff? It's um, we've been constantly upgrading uh, our systems. Uh, it's all it's all you know largely PC based, so it's not like we have a you know a, a cray supercomputer uh, <laughs> running in uh, in a, a secret military location. Um, but uh, you know the the run of the logs is. Uh, you know, under an hour, and, and it's, it's got faster and faster over time uh, to uh, to do that. Uh, what's interesting now is with computers, um, and and we should probably talk a little about what it what it takes to actually submit a log, uh, which I'll, I'll help you with here in just a second. But uh, with computers now, we actually are able to produce uh, 
what we call the uh, the raw scores or the preliminary results set. It's just just what everybody claimed they did, and we tabulate it all, and we publish a set of results, and we we publish that for the phone contest uh, six days after the contest, um, where we had at that time probably about eight thousand logs. And uh, you can go on there now on the CQ website if you submitted a log, and and you can see now before scores get you know checked and adjusted and all, uh, you can see where you actually are standing in in uh, in placement for your your call area or your country or you know various ways to slice and dice it, um, and that's all available now online on on CQWW.com site. Um, so some some people are, and for good reason, if you're not experienced in this game, are are a little bit intimidated when they start hearing all these words like uh, you know Cabrillo and and ADIF files and all this stuff, right? And they're saying, oh man, you know, I guess I have to go back to computer science school to be able to enter the CQ worldwide. Well, you know, the good news is that if you're using any kind of a logging program like N1MM or WinTest or something like that. Uh, N1MM is, is a great choice for a lot of people because it appeals to HAMS, but the HAMS basic DNA, it's free. Um, and, you know, it, all of the logging programs do all the heavy lifting for you. They create the files you need on the output side after the contest and submitting the, the log is, is really honestly a, a pretty simple process. That uh, when you go on to the CQ Worldwide site, you'll see it just kind of guides you through the steps. And um, you know, everybody gets gets challenged with this, uh, including myself sometimes when I'm working on somebody's log and trying to get it submitted for them. But you can always, 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 always uh, reach out to us with the uh, the contact page on the CQ site. All that mail comes to me. All three, the four hundred of them per mode. <laughs> and all three to 400 of them, every single one of them usually gets answered within a day or less when I get it. So, you know, it really does work. So worst case, if you're having problems and you can't figure out how to do this stuff and I get it, just send me a note and say, I'm, I'm struggling here, you know, and we'll, we'll work through what, what doesn't work as well. <clears throat> and as you might imagine, we uh, we see logs that come in with amazing uh, variants of formats. <laughs> um, you know, ninety ninety eight percent of them are the ones that are created by the computer logs, uh, the uh, logging programs. But every once in a while, we'll get a, a PDF, <laughs> we'll get an Excel spreadsheet, a Word document, a, you know, a, a JPEG, um, and things like that. And and uh, even those, you know. We, we'll, we'll work with you and, and get it figured out for you, and, and, and you'll get to see your call in, in print and on, on the, uh, the website and everywhere else. So uh, it's it really is is helpful for us to as we're going through the log checking process, which is not a court of law. It's simply saying, "Hey, you said you worked this guy. Let's see if you did." <laughs> and the way we can tell is by looking at his log. Oh, you're in that log, and you're in your log. Check, you made it. You passed the test. Um, so that's why we do all this. And and whether you got a, a, a tiny little hundred QSO or fifty QSO log, or you worked, uh, you know, ten thousand people, they're all valuable. And we we really would ask that you all try to send them in. Very good. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, I've got, uh, I've, I've got a, a kind of tough question to ask John here. So we'll, we'll talk about that and, uh, we'll talk about, uh, some of the hardware that you can, uh, receive, uh, when we come back with John right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. His two cents is worth $37 in change. He once ran a marathon because it was on his way to Dayton. He works FT8 by ear. He once worked North Korea on every band in one minute using only a microwatt. He slowed down his code speed to work a de-expedition to 200 words a minute. He is, indeed, the most interesting ham in the world. I don't always put on my own PL259s, but when I do, I prefer them from Tower Electronics. Stay resident, my friends. Tower Electronics has all the adapters, cables, connectors, and yes, PL259s you need at a ham fest near you or visit pl-259.com. And on the Tower Electronics Ham Fest schedule, they'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana on November 19th and 20th, Ocala, Florida, December 2nd and 3rd, and Plant City, Florida, December 9th and 10th. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. Running barefoot is for the beach. We're cranking 1.5 trillion nanowatts right here on Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, coming up here in just a moment, we'll come back to John Doerr, K1AR, talking about CQ Worldwide CW. But for right now, it's time for the Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. The other day, a buddy of mine told me he got Mexico on his ham radio. That's no big deal. I opened my window and got chilly. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. We are back here on Ham Talk Live with John Doerr, K1AR, the CQ Worldwide DX Contest Director. And we have CQ worldwide cw coming up uh, thanksgiving weekend in the united states the last weekend of november so uh we want to try to help uh get you ready for that and and, and john 
one of the big controversial things right now in contesting is is uh you know we we do have some some wartime situations going on and and there's there's been a lot of controversy over russian participation in uh contesting and cq worldwide is no exception so kind of wanted to ask you what what uh what's being done here um with the uh the russians participation in these contests sure well you know this is a topic that uh frankly every sponsor of of a, a contest as well as awards programs and and any any kind of on-air activity is is dealing with right now uh and the question is uh how do we how do we respond to what's happening uh in the uh the geopolitical world uh of uh, the Ukraine and and uh, and Russia in particular and um <clears throat> it's it's been a challenge um the uh the original position that that CQ magazine took uh which uh really uh was initiated right after the uh, uh the events over in the Ukraine began in in March was to basically uh put a ban on accepting uh entries from uh Russian uh, uh hams um and basically uh they could they could operate the contest, but, uh, their, their logs would not be accepted. And, um, the, uh, uh, you know, they were not eligible for awards or anything like that. And in, in, in this case, in the WPX contest, which takes place, uh, the end of, uh, March and then later in the, uh, the end of May for CW. So as we, uh, were rolling through the summer, I think everyone hoped for many better reasons that, uh, things would change geopolitically. And as we're sadly seeing, uh, you know, the conflict continues. And as we were coming up to the time of the CQ Worldwide here in the fall, uh, we had to ask the question again, and that is, do we maintain this policy? Uh, should we do something different? Because the thing that was nagging, I think, at us was the fact that uh, ham radio for all of its existence has really taken pride and sort of separating itself from all the controversies that seem to, in particular, uh, are rising to the surface nowadays, whether it's uh, politics or religion or gender or, uh, or war. Uh, all of these things are, are things that ham radio has kind of avoided, uh, very intentionally. And it seemed, uh, it seemed a little bit contradictory to, uh, be taking a position with that, with that backdrop uh, in our history. Um, so after a whole lot of discussion, uh, the bottom line that was included was uh, for the CQ worldwide and actually all of CQ's contests going forward is that, uh, we have allowed for, uh, Russian and Belarus, uh, hands both, uh, who were previously banned to now operate and participate. Uh, they can submit logs. Uh, we did, we did have one caveat though, and that is that we're, we're continuing to exclude their ability to receive awards, uh, in, in CQ contests. But other than that, they are, uh, basically allowed to operate and, and enter the contest. And, and the thinking behind it was actually very simple. And that is that rather than trying to create a one size fits all, uh, you know, sort of moral statement, 
on what you should do as a ham in this situation, uh, we decided that we should leave that up to the, the operators themselves individually, one by one. And, and you have the choice of, uh, working other, uh, working other Russian hams or not, or anybody for that matter. Um, rather than trying to create a rule that fits all that you, that you may in fact disagree with. And what we, what we learned as we reached out to the contest community is that this was a much more desirable conclusion that, uh, and, and what we saw was that, uh, there was a, a number of folks who did take a personal stand and did not uh, operate the contest for moral reasons. And, uh, the vast majority of, of folks did, as we see by the 9,000 logs that came in. Um, and I think for now, that's probably the right position. Uh, CQ is, uh, is, is holding to the idea that if things change, uh, you know, for the worse or the better, that, that certainly the option to adjust what, what is happening right now can take place just like we did, uh, recently for this round. And, uh, it's, it's, I think it's everyone's hope that, uh, all of this goes away and we can really just get back, uh, to doing what we love. And that's just getting on the radio and having fun. So, uh, that's really why we do all this. And that's why I hope we continue to do it in the future. Okay, very good. Well, let's talk about some of those awards. You, you said you have several plaques, and you get the the fun job of uh, making sure those get distributed to the winners and and uh, created. So let's talk about uh, the plaques and and who those go to, and and how all that works. And and do you need any sponsors for plaques? Well, um, we have. Uh we have a group of incredibly generous uh, sponsors who are sponsoring, as I mentioned earlier, uh, pushing close to 200 plaques, uh, which is uh, far and away the largest program out there in, in any contest I'm aware of uh, in terms of numbers. And um, <clears throat> the, um, uh, the need for sponsors is, is, uh, not large, but it's greater than zero. The best, the best way to, um, uh, to review that again is to just go to the CQ Worldwide website. There's a, uh, there's a tab on the uh, top there for plaques. So you can see, uh, A, what's being offered as well as where there's need for sponsorship. And I update that in real time as, as, uh, things change. Uh, it's very easy to do. And one of the things that's nice about it is that you can, uh, you can see something that maybe uh, is a fit for you uh, in terms of your station or your experience or your, your desire to operate. And you can uh, actually set as one of your personal goals to say, I want to go after that plaque. Right. Uh, and those plaques are available for all those categories I mentioned earlier. Uh, I mentioned briefly uh, uh, how we initiated a, a, a new uh, a program centered on under 25 youth. And uh, uh, Neil here has been a very, very uh, strong supporter of, of that, both in terms of, of sponsorship and encouragement. And uh, we um, <clears throat> we created 14 plaques just for youth uh, last year. And, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, I, I am, uh, because there's just a, a lot going on, I'm, I'm perpetually behind in the plaque game of getting these things out the door. Uh, so I, I, I beg in advance for, uh, for mercy, uh, from, from those that are due one and, uh, are listening. 
But um, I will say that uh, not surprisingly, the youth guys who are used to instantaneous results uh, on the Internet and everything else, you know, the contest will be about three three hours old. <laughs> they'll, they'll say, hey, have you shipped my plaque yet? <laughs> <laughs> that has not surprised me at all. So, but that's uh, good for them. I'm glad they're they're uh, they're beating on us and uh, in a good way and and keeping us honest. But um, particularly for the youth, I what I learned in in talking to to uh, a number of young guys about how to put this together, uh, these things are meaningful. Uh, they're they're meaningful in in a lot of different ways, uh, which is why I take it so seriously. I I got a uh, an email. Uh, from a uh, uh, from a family, obviously, uh, not obviously, but a, a, an email for a family over in uh, Eastern Europe uh, who the ham and the family had passed away from COVID, but they received the plaque and they were just so, so happy to be able to honor their family member and put it on the wall as kind of the, that, that person's last thing they did in ham radio contesting. And that plaque probably meant more to them than any other thing that came in the, the mailbox, uh, you know, all these years that they were participating. So you, you can never underestimate the story. So many of these plaques are, are now done in memory of people who have, uh, who have left us uh, become silent keys and we can perpetuate their memory in a very positive way and, and have that, that name hanging on somebody's wall, uh, proudly. Uh, that they achieved that uh, that award and that accomplishment in memory of of the, the um, individual and, and the family that sponsored it. So it's it's a, it's really a great thing. Well, I know um, I know there were some young people that will be anxiously awaiting <laughs> those plaques, <laughs> and uh, you know it was it was uh, it was nice to be able to j- jump in and. And I know with the the youth, I think uh, I think all of yours were filled within like a few days, weren't they? <laughs> oh, it was it was phenomenal. We we put the word out, and um, uh, literally, uh, the, the spot, I didn't even have to really ask. People were kind of coming to me, uh, which was a, a nice problem. One other thing I'd say about uh, awards is that um, if you uh, submit a log. Um, and the log is on time. In other words, it's not past the deadline. <clears throat> You're able uh, uh, and eligible to get a, uh, a certificate, uh, regardless of where you place. Uh, and you can uh, download that right off the, uh, the website. And uh, it's it's actually a pretty pretty handsome certificate. Uh, it's it been the same format that the CQs used for many years. And uh, everyone who participates and sends a login can get one. Yeah, yeah, those are very, very nice and much appreciated. And yeah, I, I know we just uh, we just signed on for uh, uh, another uh, plaque from from Yoda for the Ready contest, which uh, you don't have to handle the plaques on the, that one, but uh, but uh, that's being added uh, the youth category uh, over there, and uh, you know, same kind of story we. Uh, a few of us got together, and those plaques were all filled within no time. Uh, so make sure you you check out that list uh, on the website, and if there's one out there that uh, that needs a sponsor, but uh, you know, consider doing that. It's uh, it's not overly expensive to do that, um, but uh, it can be a nice reminder. And I'm glad you shared some of the stories here of 
of uh, what the, those plaques do mean to to families and and, and people around the world. So that, that's pretty cool. Well, John, I, I think would, we're, uh, we're. I could oh, add uh, one. Sorry, I, I could add one other uh, quick story. Uh, uh, this just happened recently. Um, uh, one of the winners last year uh, in last year's contest was a, a Mongolian station. Um, and it turns out that there's no easy way uh, for, I guess, COVID reasons or whatever to get mail from here to Mongolia. And it turned out that uh, there was a uh, Mongolian ham who lives here in the U.S. now who was going to be traveling back to Mongolia. And I was able to uh, snag the plaque, uh, ship it to him out in the West Coast, U.S. West Coast. And he hand carried it on the plane to Mongolia. And then they sent me a picture of the team together all holding their plaque, uh, you know, in in the shack. And I just thought about, again, what what transpired from uh, the time I, I typed in the letters uh, that were going to be on that plaque to ordering the plaque to having it sent to me, having it paid for, to getting it shipped, to getting it hand-carried over there and have it eventually be on their wall, right? And it's just uh, yeah. cool to see these oh, things. That, they were so, super proud, cool I'll tell you. you oh, see I it. bet. I bet. That's a, a very cool story. Thanks for, for sharing that. Well, John, we are, uh, we are out of time here today, but I want to thank you for coming on and sharing, uh, some information about CQ Worldwide CW, uh, coming up and all the, the things around it and, uh, look forward to, uh, doing this with you again soon. All righty. My pleasure. And, uh, uh, please reach out to, through the contact page on the website, uh, if you have questions or, or problems or anything that's on your mind. I love hearing from people. So don't be shy. And that website is cqww.com, correct? You got it. Okay. Yep, that's it. All right. So, so uh, make sure you we'll check see that you out. You guys looking forward to a busy, uh, busy time in a couple of weeks. All right, John. Thanks so much, uh, for being here. And yeah, let's, let's try to keep John busy with all this stuff. So, <laughs> well, that is a wrap for this edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, John Doerr, K1AR. And everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and invite you back next time for a list of all of our upcoming guests. Just go to hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. For 73, to you and your family, I'll be seeing you further down the long. Your 73, to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down.